Lignin. It's one of the main building blocks of a tree. It's the glue holding the tree together. It's been used a bit for making board and a lot for creating energy. But now there are new ways of making use of lignin to replace fossil materials. Welcome to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company, Stora Enso. In studio today, Roxana Barbiero, Director of Market and Application Development of Biomaterials at Stora Enso, and Per Tamani, Business Development at the Research Institute, RISE. You're both very welcome to Renewable Futures, and let's start with trying to understand lignin. Not all lignin is the same. What exactly are the differences? Well, there's, there's different kinds of lignins or the differences between the different lignins, uh, Roxana. Yes, let me start in explaining uh, what is uh, what is the lignin uh, material as such. So lignin is a mixture of cross-linked uh, phenolic polymers and it is the most abundant aromatic polymer in the nature. In nature, a lignin acts as a glue. It's actually the glue that uh, binds together the hemicellulose and the cellulose in the in the plants, and also gives the um, gives the stiffness to the plants and make uh, cell walls uh, more hydrophobic and gives protection. And indeed, lignin is not lignin. You have different kind of uh, lignans. Uh, so uh, uh, what we are producing at Sorayan so is uh, soft tooth craft lignin, which is quite different in chemical composition from lignosulfonates, for example. So not all lignin is the same, but wh- what exactly is, is this lignin being used for then today, Per? Yeah, I mean, today it's in, in the pulp and paper uh, business. Uh, it's used for, for producing steam for craft mills, for example. The steam is used, of course, to, to uh, uh, operate the pulp mill and the paper mill and also to produce green electricity. That's the main use for it in a craft mill. But things are beginning to change with lignin, where we're seeing new ways of using lignin. What is it being used for, or what can it be used for then today, Per, the emerging uses now of lignin? Yeah, I think that uh, one thing which is happening quite uh, fast now is that a lot of people are trying to uh, use lignin for transportation fuels. But there's a lot of political uh, decisions needed to be taken in order to get that as a business case. Uh, and then we are working on uh, trying to use the lignin as, uh, for making carbon fibers. Um, but that is a more long-term approach. Uh, and I know that some other uh, researchers and companies are into uh, resins from lignin, um, polyurethanes, and uh, that kind of uh, more bulk market compared to, to a carbon fiber. Because a resin, I mean, that sounds like a glue and lignin is a, a natural glue. Definitely. We have uh, quite a range of uh, applications that we are developing uh, at the moment at uh, Storo Enso. Uh, and uh, one of the applications is, of course, to replace uh, phenol in phenolic resins because, as I said, uh, lignin is a, is, a, is a phenolic polymer. So we have to use the characteristics of the lignin and the hydroxyl groups to make the lignin quite a versatile material in that sense. And the applications of these resins uh, can be quite uh, various as well. So the lignin-based resins can be used to produce wood adhesives, um, also for uh, laminates, for example, insulation materials, uh, molding compounds. Uh, so this is um, this is a very um, 
a very promising uh, application which is already at commercial stage. And besides the resins, uh, uh, what Per has mentioned, um, the carbon fibers is a really exciting uh, application. I think that is, uh, it's possible to create, you can say, a new type of quality with this type of lignin-based carbon fiber. So you could reach a broader market with, with it where maybe they are use, uh, using glass fiber today. Uh, this kind of uh, lignin-based carbon fiber could play a role. And you can also um, uh, use this carbon fiber in batteries, in supercapacitors and so on. Lignin's been around for a long, long time. We've had trees for as long as we can remember. Why are we only looking at this sort of lignin extraction now? Why, why is it all happening now? There are always limitations and, and uh, nearly always um, uh, only our imagination is, is limitation. So I'm sure there were in the past uh, great ideas uh, how to extract lignin and how to, how to extract other valuable components from the trees. But the science and the technology need to catch up with uh, all these great ideas. And is it there now? Is the science and yes, technology there now? Yes, uh, I think on the, on the, uh, the lignin extraction process is, is crucial. But of course, the fit to the mill, because you need still to have uh, a pulp mill in order to extract the craft lignin. Uh, but definitely with all the new products and with all the new, uh, the new uh, ideas, you need to have a technology that is well-developed and is scalable. Because it sounds like, I mean, it's store and so you're producing lignin now at an industrial scale. Are, are others doing this? Because I'm guess you need, I guess you need millions of tons of this stuff if you want to see it being used right across the world. Yeah, I think there are, if you make a calculation, a very rough one, I think it's 40 million tons of uh, lignin available in, in different craft mills around the globe. Of course, you cannot extract all that, but uh, there's, there's a huge source. Uh, and others are doing it. Uh, there is another installation in the in, in, uh, United States. Um, we have a demonstration plant here in Sweden producing, according to the Lino Boost concept, uh, where we try to open up for companies, universities, entrepreneurs who would like to test their ideas to scale up and so on. I think that is an important instrument also in order to, to um, grow this business. So what are the challenges? What's holding us back from seeing more of this? Is there, is there anything that we see that's a, that's a difficult thing, to, an obstacle to overcome? Well, once the technology has caught up, the market has to catch up as well. Um, and definitely we see uh, one of the challenges that we have uh, is to really build the market together with our customers because lignin is a new material. Um, if we take uh, as an example the phenol replacement in the phenolic resin, lignin is not a drop-in uh, drop material. It's not like you can uh, replace phenol without uh, developing uh, the technology. Um, and um, for that, we need to develop uh, together the technology with the, with, the, with the customer and collaborate with the customers across the whole value chain. There is a mental, a mental barrier from, uh, from the market uh, because lignin was tested in the past for this application. But actually, what was tested, perhaps, um, it was lignosulfonates and not lignin. Mm -hmm. And we know now that the lignosulfonates are not really suitable for this application. So there was a lot of a confusion in the past. What is lignin? Is, it, um, is lignin a, a good material to replace phenol? So uh, this is something that we need to work together with, with, our, uh, with our customers and uh, communicate effectively uh, the technical and uh, economic value for the, for the customers. Yeah, I, think, I think the business concepts are really, really important to develop because there need to be a, a pool for it. Uh, and uh, I also think that, as you mentioned, that different lignins will give different results. You really need to go back and select your lignin. 
Uh, it could be a craft lignin, it could be a hardwood craft lignin, it could be a from, from sugarcane uh, bagasse, as you mentioned before. So, I mean, it's very different if they are, are uh, linear or if they are branched. Do they ha- have a lot of reactive sites or not? I mean, it's, and I think that was really not done back in time okay. uh, yes, in a yes. way that we do now. And I think also the processes giving more pure lignin has also contributed to this. What about a potential advantage, which is, I guess, there's a political interest now in creating a more renewable society. Is that Are we seeing that as a benefit or or, or, or do we see that as an effect in, in, in the work that's happening today? Definitely. If we look at, the, um, for example, replacing phenol and the formaldehyde and the phenolic resins, um, phenol is a toxic chemical. Uh, lignin is not. So that's really a pain point for for the customers. Um, comparing to 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 the ven- to, to phenol price volatility, lignin has a predictable cost structure. Yeah, at the same time, we, we, we have a, a big challenge, as I see it, because of the the oil price is quite low uh, compared to what it was a couple of years ago. I think that when when the lignin boost process was uh, launched as a commercial process, uh, basically the economy was uh, going very fast down and I think uh, it had it has taken a longer time than, than necessary due, due to that okay so when oil was a hundred dollars a barrel if it had stayed that way this lignol <laughs> yes. boost process would have probably sped up or reached the market faster I think the driving force was m- much stronger at that time yes uh, even though I mean now it's a, a strong driving force uh, for other reasons I mean the co2 uh, emissions um, customers are more uh, willing to do this because of, of maybe the CO2. You can say it's an um, advantage on the market if you could uh, have this kind of uh, bio-based products. I think we need to um, to look at the um, lignin materials as a, as a technology and business platform uh, because what we offer now to the customers in this market is really a technology platform. Uh, it is a raw material that can be developed further. doesn't happen quite often that you have you introduce a new raw material so mm-hmm. here it is yeah. with lignin we have the chance maybe a historical chance to uh, to to introduce a new material that can be um, derivatized can be can be used in different ways so there is a chance actually for this market uh, to take the technology to a new level and also develop new products and differentiate themselves in those markets so that's part of the value proposition what is Critical is to look at the lignin from from a bigger perspective, practically as a step stone to, to develop a renewable future. Because when you talk about a, a brand new raw material that the world as such hasn't seen before, we've seen it, but we've been burning it. Exactly. Um, and now we're talking about using it to to replace pretty much anything, if I understand it correctly. I mean, what, what are the future possibilities here? Or are there limitations? There are limitations. The business cases, you need to find those. I think that is really important uh, because... Uh, uh, if you don't have them, I mean, you have the technology, but you don't have the business case, you, you cannot make it really. Yeah, I think it's um, the winning winning business model is, yeah. is, 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 is crucial to have. And to win this game uh, against fossil, uh, uh, fossil-based materials, you really need to perform at the same uh, at the same level in terms of technical performance. So uh, all the lignin-based materials uh, need to be equal or even exceed uh, the, the current technical performance and also be uh, cost uh, competitive, which we are. I, I think lignin is, is a very cost competitive uh, material for many applications. 
Here's the thought. Now, we've got these 40 million tonnes of lignin around the world that are being used mainly for energy. If we start removing them and start using them to create products, I don't know, you know, like carbon fibres, you know, the, the bodies of cars and other objects, then we don't have that fuel for energy. Or, or what happens there? Is there, is there going to be a loss? Or, or? Well, it has been a very uh, strong uh, development in, in energy efficiency uh, in, in pulp mills. So, the, I mean, the pulping uh, process, it's exothermic. So there is a possible uh, possibility to, to extract uh, energy from it if you have done your homework, so to say. Uh, and you can also uh, produce your steam in a bark boiler uh, in parallel at the, at the mill. So it uh, releases lignin uh, as a product from, from the pulp mill. So there's plenty of lignin to go around, really. We've got, uh, we've got the possibility to use lignin for all these applications really really does exist then. Definitely. I think there are a few, um, a few critical, um, critical elements in how, um, in how we develop uh, these platforms. And of course, the economic aspect is very important. Mm. Um, the driving force um, um, in terms of sustainability from the markets is also another uh, important uh, aspect. The markets differ in terms of sense of urgency and, and, and um, um, uh, need for, for sustainable solutions, but every market is, is catching up step by step. Um, and also the technology, the technology development needs to catch up because lignin is the starting point. It is a starting point. So you need to develop the technology and you have to go pretty much um, downstream in the value chain to understand how lignin is performing until the end material. So you need to win the economic argument, the sustainability argument, and then the quality argument, I guess. Is what exactly. I said. And then seeing is believing, I guess. The customer wants to actually see. So if we look into our crystal ball, I usually ask this question at the end of every podcast to look into the future. I mean, five, ten years down the road. What, what do you think, Per? What are we going to be seeing lignin used for? Or how available will it be on the market? What do you think? I really hope that lignin will be used for carbon fibres. Uh, and carbon fibres not only for composites and lightweight uh, applications like uh, cars. Uh, also for, for um, storing hydrogen, uh, batteries, supercapacitors. Because I think that is the long-term uh, development we, we can see. Of course, fuels, uh, biofuels are of interest, but I think that is um, for a period. Yeah. And I really hope that uh, it is standard technology for each craft mill. Roxana, your view five to ten years down the road? Yes, definitely. The, the future looks very promising. Um, if um, I'm looking at um, uh, the chemical properties and the physical properties of the lignin and also the progress that we have uh, uh, made at Sora and so with the different applications, also uh, the interest of the customers from very, very different markets that is really catching up and, and gaining momentum, momentum at the moment, uh, I think the, the future looks, uh, looks promising. Roxana Barbera, Pertamani, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company, Store Enso.